Ladies and gentlemen, your eyes do not beseech ye. We are, in fact, once again, back with another episode of Planet Paradox. Once again, I am joined today by the big greasy sausage himself, Gilgamesh. What's going on there, lad? Ahoy! Great to be back here, boys. We are also joined by Cat Eyes himself, Ryan Lyon. What's going on, cuz? What's happening, cuzza? How you doing, bro? What's happening? Where the fuck do I even begin? We've been gone so long. We've all forgot how to do this. The programs that we record with are crashing on us left and right. We had to switch to Zoom, so I hope you motherfuckers enjoy this because it was a pain in the ass getting it started again. Not only that, but I forgot most of the shit that we talked about on this podcast. What about you guys? I got to be honest with you. I'm a bit of a nerd. I'm, I'm a fan of this shit, so <laughs> I actually just re-listened to the whole last episode. On that note, dude, you're going to be in charge of telling us if we've talked about shit before because me and Ronnie have the fucking memory of a fucking retard. I don't know. I think we're all fucked then. <laughs> yeah, we're all pretty fucked here. I think what we need to do is we need to go ahead and start off like we just recorded last week. Like we're just continuing where we left off. Because as far as some of our viewers know, we literally recorded. Yeah, might as well be. Yeah, so we'll eventually get to an episode where we'll clean out the computer of all the topics that have blew away in the fucking dust that are kind of irrelevant today. But what if I told you that my mouth was violently fingered today? Would you believe me? Was it by your girlfriend? I wish. It was by an elderly man. Guess who? Oh, fuck. My mouth was fucking fingered today. <laughs> that shit tastes like Werther's Originals. It tasted like Bengay and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't the worst experience ever. He, uh, I just got to point out real quick, Tim, whenever you grab your beer, it looks like you're grabbing Shoe Nice's shoulder. <laughs> Grab your shoe nice's cock, dude. Look at that. We're already talking about the legend himself. I fucking love shoe nice. <sighs> On your mark, game face. Get set, Mart Simpson face. Fuck him up. Shoe nice. The beauty of Zoom is that you get these backgrounds, and I've got shoe nice over my shoulder here. Marge Simpson face. I myself have a picture of Sonic and Mario making out, and Rhiney has a uh, what appears to be a Neanderthal. Boonga boonga. Oh, that's big boonga energy. That term is racist in 2001, Ryan. You better watch <laughs> your shit, my friend. Um, so if you're a family member of mine or a friend of mine, you'll know that for the last couple of weeks, I've been suffering from a rare genetic disease known as mouth bussy. And it's been miserable, painful, and pussy. I don't know about you guys, but when I was a teenager, uh, when my fucking wisdom teeth broke in, I had this little meat flap in my mouth that just kind of wiggles around and gets loose every so often. 
Does that happen to you guys? Yeah, I get that once in a while, and I always thought it was from eating sharp stuff, and you like sliced a thin sliver of your meat. You know, that's I really never knew what it was, but apparently it's a mouth bussy, and um, I've always had it come and go, you know, <laughs> never giving me issues. But apparently this last time I got food in it, so it became infected as fuck. I got to say, ladies, don't you hate it when you get mashed potatoes in your bussy? It's fucking painful and disgusting. A very unpleasant experience. So a few hours ago, I had to go to the dentist and this motherfucker lasered it off with some kind of prothean technology. So I guess you can say that my mouth has been neutered. Did he like fix it? Is it feeling better or is it still kind of sore? It's sore as fuck, dude. And like, it's just constantly filling up with blood. So it's pretty disgusting. But in the long run, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm going to go and say this now. I'm going to be a little more slurry than usual because even my tongue is numb. Uh, I think that he's trying to cover the fact that he's using opiates. You motherfucker. (laughs) It was all a ploy to get Percocets. And that motherfucker just gave me a goddamn ibuprofen. So I'm a little pissed off. You're the shoe nice of our group at this point. (laughs) I'm the shoe nice. You should just medicate with glizzies, bro. (laughs) With a 12-foot sausage. With a holographic glizzy. Um, That might be better than these motherfucking ibuprofen because I'm definitely not feeling it at all. Yeah, so excuse my slur. Excuse my racial slurs. It's all part of the process of healing, which our planet needs to do. We need to unite. So I figured this podcast we'd use to unite America before China takes over. So China. Gilgamesh, uh, you listened to our blast podcast you mentioned before we went live. What were we discussing then? We talked about a few things like crypto, which I do want to mention. I fucking lost all my crypto. (laughs) Bro, you should have just asked me for some advice. Fuck that. Your advice was to buy crypto and I lost it all. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, I thought Riney was a retard because he said, because you need to invest in Ethereum. It's about a pop or whatever you crypto fucks say. And I said, listen to this guy. So I did it and it popped. It fucking popped. But it popped after I pulled out and went into Dogecoin, like an even more advanced retard. So I apologize, Ronnie, for assuming your uh... mental capacity. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. I got my mom to invest, me and uh, Gilgi's mom, and she put in $1,000. And now I think she's sitting at about 2800 Ah, yeah, that's damn. pretty damn nice. You got to be honest. So she's already pulled out her profits and and plus a little bit more, and she still has money to earn with. So my reasoning for getting fucked is because I invested in a altcoin that went nowhere; <laughs> it tanked. And then, um, well, good news for me—I just bought my first home in the last year. That's some, that's a new development. But a part of that was I had to pull back out some of my crypto so I could pay for my closing costs, and so I lost all my all the money that I had put in. I think I probably lost about $2,000 on that whole thing. Ouch, bro. That sucks so much. That's painful. And me and you are kind of in the same boat because I had to pull out my crypto because my elderly Chihuahua Yarn Yarn decided to just fucking start breaking down, dude. So all my crypto cash went to her, that little fucking piece of shit. But um, enough about Yarn Yarn. She's a Bugatti of dogs. Yeah, fuck that dog, dude. It's She's so stressful, but I love her. I'm literally just keeping her alive to suffer at this point, but we just can't let her go, dude. <laughs> she's the Magic Johnson that you all was. The flames of hell are just going to have to wait. But I do remember on our last episode that we were talking about 
was it the seven deadly sins? Oh no, you were talking about the the uh, eleven satanic rules of the earth, right? Is that what you meant? Oh yes, yes, yes. So uh, we went over the ten crack commandments and we compared them to the actual commandments, if my memory serves me correctly. And I remember we said next week we would get to the satanic rules. So Gilgamesh, do you want to go ahead and present that for our fucking uh? What are they even called for our listeners? <laughs> well, I think that they have to have a name, right? It has to be like goofballs. <laughs> <laughs> want to go ahead and get into the topic so the goofballs that have been waiting can finally get their filling? Absolutely. And here's the beauty of this. I can actually just share the screen with you. Oh, bro, what the fuck? Woo! Zoom is great, bro. Dude, look at all those tabs he has open. It makes me stressed out. Oh, shit off. My God, look at that desktop. That's a sign of a brilliant mind. No, that's just fucking poor organization skills. Chaos, dude. Chaos. Anyway, you guys can see what I'm looking at, right? Yes. I can see it. Okay, fan-fucking-tastic. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm leading us into our main chunkadelic topic of the pod today. The 11 satanic rules of the earth. I gotta be honest, some of these make more sense than the uh, Ten Commandments. Some of the Ten Commandments, weren't they, like, fucking repetitive? They were repetitive, and a lot of them didn't even make fucking sense to me, dude. Absolutely, and I, I can tell you honestly, just off the bat, the very first of the 11 satanic rules, just perfect way to live your life. <laughs> so we'll start off. <laughs> the first of the 11 satanic rules of the earth. Do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked for it. Has there ever been a time that that has impacted you all? <laughs> it kind of seems like an ash-holish thing to say, but it makes a lot of sense. And the older I get, the more this rule makes sense to me, dude. There's a lot of times people just talk and I'm just like, did I ask you anything? Do I want your fucking advice, Charlene? I'm chilling over here. So far, the same guy seems like a pretty chill dude. Yeah. No, um, I feel like I have definitely given advice where it was not wanted and had negative consequences right multiple times so i mean it makes sense this is just a good fucking moral this could be in a children's book but what if you're shy though and you want that advice but you're afraid to ask i mean there's usually those people that will give it to you regardless of how it makes you feel they're called assholes like me and you need us <laughs> they're called bitches oh fuck no, they're great. Resting permanent bitch face is what I've got. All right. So let's look at the next one. <laughs> Do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. Goddamn. How selfless, right? It is selfless. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just want somebody to listen to you. But then when you're that person on the other end and you're just trying to chill smoke a blunt talk to some bitches the last thing you want to do is hear fucking your boy give this whole spiel on how his heart's broken or some bullshit like that exactly you can't walk around being a gray cloud on fucking everybody else just because you're dealing with some shit now you might have that person that you can trust and and that's the appropriate person to share with because they want you to share with them so you got to find your person you could talk to and that person's satan exactly hell satan <laughs> next one when in another's lair show him respect or else do not go there so i assume uh the lair would be my house 
when you walk in and you don't take your fucking shoes off, it pisses me off, dude. And I got to say, the more you read this, I'm kind of getting worried that I'm going to become a Satanist after this little fucking thing that we're going over. <laughs> I agree with all three of these so far. They're great, right? It's great, dude. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, what are the other ones? The Christian ones don't fuck your neighbor's wife. That's gay, dude. Come on. She's a bad <laughs> Damn, son. Look how her titties are hanging out. Yeah, that's you're adults. You can do what you like. And have you seen those areolas, dude? They're begging to be sucked on by multiple men. Big, long, purple areolas. The more purple, the more veiny, the longer, the better. Sign me up. So, um, yeah, this rule, it's good, man. I mean, when you show up to somebody's lair, you got to show them respect, bro, or you're going to get kicked to the curb. Right, Ronnie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Next one. Do not make sexual advances unless you are giving our oh, fuck. I need to start that one over. <laughs> Didn't do not make unless, unless you are given a half a roast beef in advance. And this is to signal they're ready to make. No, that's not it. Okay. Do not make sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal. Now this raises some questions. This one I think is the most retarded of all of them so far. First of all, women like to be like to play hard to get, dude. Uh, a lot of them will scream no when in reality they're saying fuck me harder, dude. Mentally, right? Yeah. And it's kind of fucked up how the uh, Christian ten crack or the the Christian crack. <laughs> God damn it, dude! The Christian <laughs> commandments, commandments in the eleven satanic rules both have a rule saying you're not allowed to rape. We're apish war creatures, dude. We're meant to do that shit. Yeah, these rules are meant to impose our primal instinct. Do you agree with these so far, Ryan? Like, I think Brian is right. Um, the fifth one is kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, if you're going to wear spaghetti straps and you're going to wear a thong, how can you expect me not to brutally rape you? And I also think Damn. that like, <laughs> in our modern day that not everyone's trying to, to mate with like fucking trying to produce offspring, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like the person who wrote that was just like an ugly bitch who thought she was bad <laughs> but a bad bitch wouldn't mind and of course ladies and gentlemen i'm just gonna go ahead and say this now this is all just a joke i'm obviously not a rapist this is not a, a cry for help or <laughs> anything to be alarmed of i'm very shy i'm watching you bitch <laughs> usually the girl has to make the first move for me because i don't want to come off as a rapist that sounds like something a rapist i gotta say everything about you is giving me rape vibes right now yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like your background, your shirt, your attitude is all rape. <laughs> How does a tie-dye shirt with cats signify rape to you, dude? Sonic and Mario making out? Come on. How else are you going to lure in your fucking victims? Hey, you like cat videos? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come watch my TikToks. You're going to lick this. You're going to watch my TikToks and suck my balls? <laughs> uh, um, this one is actually... A good one the term mating signal is kind of hilarious right like do they have like a fucking you gotta throw up blood and that means we can fuck now <laughs> pyru if a chick can throw up the blood symbol i'm automatically gonna get hard dude so <laughs> it makes sense to me so i'm okay with that one in all reality fantastic <laughs> we're halfway through boys do not take that which does not belong to you unless it is a burden to the other per person and he cries out to be relieved. Right. You know what this makes me think of off the bat is junkies. Like if you see your homie smashing too much cake, 
might need to take that off his hands. <laughs> you saying to steal your homies' drugs? Yeah, that's what this rule says. Dude, you need to stop doing cane stealing shit. You're going against Satan. <laughs> I don't think drugs is necessarily a burden to that person, at least not that they're consciously aware of. You're right, dude. I'm just a fucking piece of shit. Well, when I'm really <laughs> drugged up, I'm kind of a burden because they got to just carry my body around because I can't even function. I can't even move. I'm just like a giant wet meat sack. So I can see that being a burden. It's just a dramatic version of, of something that's common sense, I think. It's like, just don't steal. And if they, they need to get rid of it, you can take it, I guess. All I know is if someone like you is saying, you know, you're not really too incredibly impressed by the PS5, I might take that burden off of you, oh, break shit. into your house and take that shit, put it to good use. You know what I mean? I won't complain at all. Kick in the dope. So I feel like you can kind of get around this one a little bit. This one has some wiggle room to get into some malarkey. I will say that. And that gives you permission to like steal shit from your homies if they don't seem like they like if it. If you think it's a burden to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I could tell that barbecue girl was a burden to you, dog. You're having all these people visiting you every weekend. Fuck that. I took yeah, it off you your You want hats. your alone time. <laughs> I'll probably end up stealing shit in the near future just because of that rule. Don't get Ryan Lance started <laughs> with his bicycle. Uh, yeah, Do you even have that bike still? Hamburger. It's at Tim's house. I actually have that bike now. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Hey, it was given to me. I didn't steal it. <laughs> I, actually, that's my bike still. So like, you, <laughs> you can use it. <laughs> um, so number seven, acknowledge the power of magic. If you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. If you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all that you have obtained. I don't play Magic the Gathering, so this fucking rule doesn't apply to me. <laughs> this is kind of goofy. The way I interpret it is like, if you don't accept good opportunities when they're given to you, that your life's going to fall apart. That's a nice poetic way of looking at it. I think, yeah, you're, they're basically saying be grateful and acknowledge the power of magic. And if you want to replace the word magic with like, karma or fucking god or the or good luck or the universe vibes whatever the fuck i think that's what they're saying just acknowledge that you were blessed if you deny the power of magic after being called upon it with success you will lose everything you have obtained if you work for something and then when your opportunity comes and you don't take the shot it's going to be all for nothing basically should get off the pot and then don't bitch about it if nothing falls through because you're sitting on your fucking ass playing Apex. Exactly. I gotta take a quick break from the commandments <laughs> to say me and Ryan Dog, we went to go see the Whittler, a famous dubstep artist. Here's a little sample of what he does. Ah! Oh my god, the power's out. And the whole time we're out there, Ryan's getting his balls sucked left and right by people who love his art. So I'm thinking, bro, you need to put the fucking controller down and get on your grind because your shit be fire. That was inspiring. And I have some more stuff to talk about about that. But like we'll that's a whole that. topic. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw and I saw that you were posting some artwork. So needless to say, put a smile on my face. I'm starting to think that the 11 satanic rules of the earth and the Ten Commandments were fucking swapped in translation or something, because this is just the sweetest, greatest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's good advice to live by. Yeah, and the other one's just scary and cryptic, and it's kind of unclear on what to do. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I'll say, though, is um, I think that Biggie's uh, Ten Crack Commandments are probably most relevant to my life still. Of the list 
I yes. think he has the best list, but <laughs> and this is why Biggie Smalls isn't for and will forever be one of, if not the greatest hip hop artists of all time. When I met you, I admit my first thoughts was a trick. You look so good, huh? I suck on your daddy's dick. Yeah. But um, yes, beautiful commandment. We can go ahead and move on, Gilgamesh. <laughs> Got it. And I can get the message. We're tired of lists at this point. We're gonna zip through the last four. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. Keep it going. Do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. And I'm going to translate that because I think that's worded wrong. Don't complain about it if you don't have to actually do it, which means you have an option of whether or not you have to go through it. Well, like if you volunteer to do something and then you bitch about don't it. Don't bitch about it. Yeah. And that means don't go out fucking make your friends miserable if you're going to go party and shit like that. Okay. I like that. That's a good one. I can agree with that as well. Uh, I definitely get very annoyed whenever people bitch about stuff, whenever it's like something that they shouldn't be bitching about. Yeah, when it's something that has to be done, something you signed up for. It's like, why are you bitching about it? <laughs> and this next one, I think Paradox is going to have an issue with. Do not harm little children. That's <laughs> fucking bullshit, dude. <laughs> that is Bro. fucking bullshit. You see how that little shit was looking at me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how else are you going to teach him a lesson? I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Billy here says that you took his limited edition Hot Wheel. I'll tell you what. It doesn't say shit about harming fucking adults. So that's kind of fucked up saying. But, I mean, saying is for the kids, after all. You're right. They're very specific. And yeah. that this also leaves room for a medium and large-sized children. Medium, large-sized children. Animals. With your children. <laughs> Teenagers, yeah. Tiny children? As long as it's not... <laughs> you're right. You can hurt tiny children, just not little ones. There's a clear difference. <laughs> Fucking retard. <laughs> we do. So, widow children, you are safe <laughs> through the grace of Satan. May his blood... You cannot hurt widow children. <laughs> your body, yeah. No widow children. Satan's rules. So, that's a good one. That actually means technically a child would be the perfect hero to fight and defeat Satan. Yes, a little child who um great fucking plot point for a book. Well, I'm using that. I'm sorry I read number 10 already, but um you. I would definitely fuck an animal up if it attacked me. Especially okay. after reading this rule. Well, read read the next one since you've seen it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, just read it. <laughs> Do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked or for your food. That's a good one, I would say. Yeah, if it's attacking you, kill that motherfucker. If you're hungry, yeah, right. So basically, they want you to be kind to animals unless you're defending or eating it. But how much of it do you have to eat? You know what I mean? I think you should have to use most, or if not all of it, that shit. Honestly, like what if you just want a chunk of meat, but you have to kill the whole motherfucker? You know, just make some like stock out of the bones and call it good. True, some bone broth, huh? Bone broth. It's all the rage with hipsters. So Satan loves children and animals. God, he's such a sweet guy. I can't get over him. Right? Fucking cool. I, I think I might be part Satanist now. I'm falling in <laughs> love with Satan right now. Last one, number 11. When walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him. <gasps> <laughs> it just escalates real quickly there at the end. This seems like you already live your life this way, Tim. 
I officially have joined the Church of Satan. <laughs> you saved the best one for last. I mean, that's God. not fucking metal, dude. Please drop block, dude. I want right to hear now, Black Dolly. Black Dolly is dropping <laughs> fucking songs. I mean, he kept it pretty chill the entire time, and he ends on destroy him. This is Gonzo all the way because like he'll you give destroy someone you a chance verbally, anyways. Yeah, you give them a chance. And if they stop, if they continue to disrespect you, you are all out warfare. They are now a sacrifice. Holy shit. That was one hell of a list, dude. Yeah, dude, that was actually a pretty good topic. I, I, I got to say, I was I was not a fan of list format shit on the pod, but uh, I think that one went well. I fucking love lists, dude. I don't know what it is. Just countdowns. shorter lists. I think I'm better with these 10 and 11s are kind of long. <laughs> 10 and 11, way too long, dude. My intention span is out the window. But honestly, I think it's fucked up how our whole lives were raised to believe that Satan is some kind of asshole. When in reality, he's the sweetest one out of all of us. Yeah, um, he genuinely, I think he puts the individual as the sovereign versus any God concept. And that's what yeah. is key. You're an individual responsible for your kindness and hate that happens in your realm. Yeah, it's apparently it's so wrong to think for and about ourselves. It is what it is. Um I might have to reevaluate my beliefs, but any final thoughts on that chapter, Ron Dog? Um, no, I appreciated all of the lists for the most part. I, I really think it was way more reasonable than anyone would, would expect from the list of uh, satanic rules. Yeah, I thought there'd be more weird shit or something. Yeah, like the fucking fucked. bathe in the blood of your, I don't know, something <laughs> ridiculous like that. Something metal as fuck. Let's get back to the people sucking my balls at Meow Wolf now. So people sucking Ryan's balls at Meow Wolf. No, for real, though, it was very impressive. There was a couple of bad bitches who were all up on him, and I'm like, man, this nib is about to get his knob slobbed over here. Yeah. Unfortunate for him, uh, me and Chamba were cock blocking him, but Aww. hey. You guys just kept wall twerking next to him. No, like it was kind of cool because it was like one of the first times I've spotted a Ryan Lion original in Wild. We were at the end of the show and we were like waiting to try to meet with the whittler and um, this girl had the pendant on her neck and I recognized it and I was like, yo, dude, I think that's something I made. And um, the boys were just like, you happen to just be one of your customers. Um, It was uh, someone who was gifted a pendant from the homie Dante. What the fuck? That's so cool. Beautiful little blonde chick. Yeah, she was cool. Heady as fuck. uh, yeah, uh, Chip actually went up to her and was like, hey, uh, who made that pendant? And she was like, Ryan Lyon. And he was like, that's him right there. And she's like, oh, my God. She came and hugged me. And she's like, that's so sick. Just started chatting with me for a second. But no, it's it like pr- being a celebrity, dude. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, it was very exciting. And um, I also got to gift a uh, young Widwid a pendant. So that was really cool. God damn. How cool is that? Widdler and Scream, both legends in the dubstep universe. Wear Ryan Lion wire wraps. Yeah, dude, he was mixing with it in his hand. It was pretty fucking dope. Yeah. Plus, shout out to the homie Evan from, uh, let me look up his name, honestly, on Instagram, because uh, it's this really cool dude who makes uh, top hats and like crazy like bowler hats and stuff like that. Neat yeah, we got to shout that out because I, I am going to get one of these hats. Oh, yeah, you know, know it. So, yeah, Neat Hat Co. Yeah, like and, we're um, just chilling at the back patio and I see this fucker with like a top hat. And I couldn't help but walk up to him and be like, hey, I really like your hat. And he said, thanks, dude. And then we started chopping it up. 
He showed us his hats, and this motherfucker is talented, dude. We might have to next episode. We might all be wearing a top hat by Mr. Evan at Neat Hat Co. That'll fit in great for my uh, shoe nice Christmas Halloween costume. <laughs> I feel like you definitely rock a top hat, Gilgamesh. I do seem a bit milady. So yeah, uh, the Whittler was dope. Ronnie stole the show. He's gonna get back on his grind. Um, Y'all should mention the venue, by the so, way. Oh yeah, uh, so there was that Meow Wolf in uh, Santa Fe, which is a badass art exhibit and um, incredible, like interactive, like experience. Really fucking insane. Yeah, it was Austin's first time being there, so it was really cool. We actually got to go and do all the art stuff before the show started, so that was dope. Bro, I gotta tell you, the whole time we were out there. Austin was a horn dog, right, Ryanie? That motherfucker was ready to fuck a stop sign, dude. He was trying to dance with the heart on. It kept poking me in the leg. I said, scoot over. I won't lie. I let him grind on me for a little bit. That's all y'all grinding and making out. You let him nut on your leg. <laughs> let him nut on the leg. Um, grinding to dubstep. But I, I told him he had to call no homo first, so he did. And um, That makes it neutral. The legend says, as long as the balls aren't touching, it's not gay. So you're chilling, doggy. Yeah, yeah. And we also slept in the same bed that night, and he did try to get me to eat his ass twice. Yeah, I'm trying to sleep, and all I hear in the bed next to me is... Sounds like someone (laughs) eating a pudding cup with no spoon. (laughs) Fucking gross, dude. So, um... Let's just. Oh, and by the way, a paradox also uh, moans in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, they said I was moaning. I do too. I swear. And and people have yelled at me before. I'm like, stop doing that, dude. You're being weird. I'm like, I'm not trying to do anything. <laughs> I. <laughs> dude, unfortunately, I... every time I get a hotel with Ronnie, there's always cum stains. Come on, my fucking bed. blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before or after the before night? Before, before, dude. Like more after. <laughs> Obvious cum stains on the bed I had to sleep on. <laughs> so how did I retaliate? I whipped that bitch off and threw it right at Ronnie. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. But Paradox doesn't know what I did in the middle of the night while he slept. <laughs> you come on my face, dude. <laughs> I busted all over you, dude. Oh, oh. You actually just brought up a topic, actually. All right. So the topic that you just reminded me of. And this is a science-related topic for all our nerds out there, okay? Beep, 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 nerd alert, science alert. Beep, 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 beep. Sperm is being used to create an eco-friendly alternative to plastic. Initial thoughts. Um, is that true? <laughs> it's true. Looking at uh, an official link here on Twitter by Euronews Green. Before we go into a gentleman, I'd like to ask you, is it gay to drink from a cup that is made out of sperm? Uh, I don't know if it's gay, but it's definitely not what I think is hygienic. <laughs> Even if it's a, an eco-friendly alternative to plastic, you know, the thing that's destroying the environment, causing children to have longer gooches and lowering the sex drive of millions across the world. I personally think it's both gay and disgusting. <laughs> both gay and disgusting. <laughs> One of the same. Um, scientists not are necessarily s- disgusting because it's gay. It just happens to also be disgusting. Yeah, True. disgusting in the fact that you're getting like a cum cup in your mouth, and it's pretty hardcore. <laughs> and the water inside is probably leaking some cum particles. 
I'd at least like to know whose sperm it is. Maybe if they had like a little certificate to detail, this is Gilgamesh's sperm cup. Why is it spicy? Like, I don't want Magic Johnson's fucking sperm cup. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a recipe for disaster. <laughs> Literally. What if you could make your own sperm cups with your own sperm, like at home, like a DIY kit? That's straight as fuck, dude. You could save money on cups. That's fine. That's, is that not, that's not gay if you drink not gay at all, dude. Cum cup, huh? Just drinking menudo broth out of a sperm cup you made yourself. That probably takes a lot of jizz, too, by the way. Um, <laughs> so I saw the topic. I haven't really looked too much into it so we can experience this together. Um, scientists are spurring old fashioned plastic and turning to salmon sperm. Oh, OK. See, there you go. I thought we were talking about some guy. <laughs> salmon sperm. That's basically like aioli. <laughs> yeah, that's caviar. People pay for that <laughs> It's not caviar. That kind of pisses me off. It's fish sperm. I was hoping it was just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like there was some kind of program where you could donate your sperm to be turned into cups and shit. (laughs) Kind of like an alternative to donating plasma. (laughs) Like it doesn't make you dizzy. Doesn't reduce your immune Scientists from Tianjin University in China have combined two short strands of DNA from salmon sperm with a chemical from vegetable oil that binds them together. What this creates is a squishy material known as hydrogel. Okay, so um, it's not as gross as I initially thought it is. I mean, it's still kind of nasty, but I mean, it's fish cum, dude. Like, it's not really that big of a deal, right? Yeah, I guess if there's no other options, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be better. Like, well, I mean, um, you guys remember whenever we discussed uh, where vanilla and like strawberry extract comes from? Yeah, yes. beaver anus or whatever. Beaver anus. So, I mean, it's not too far off. It's not too far off, actually. Um, researchers have already created a cup, puzzle pieces, and a DNA molecule. I just don't like that the fish enjoy it. You know, <laughs> I know they're just fucking jacking them off and making <laughs> them come into a fucking a bowl and just letting them off into the ocean. Like, man, I just had an incredible experience. The fact that there's like some kind of sexual pleasure generated for this cup to exist is strange to me. <laughs> Surely, Peter's okay with this, right? So are they jerking the fishes off to collect the sperm or what? Certainly. There's no way. Okay. Scientists are jerking the fish off in a laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything like that, but uh David Attenborough is here to demonstrate how to jerk a fish off. All specifically jerked off by David Attenborough. I mean, just think about what the older generation's thinking. It's 2021, and instead of flying cars, we got cups made out of nut juice. Like, it's not the reality that we all hoped and wanted, but, I mean, it'll do, The right? Jetsons promised us so much more. Oh, speaking of the Jetsons, um, did y'all see the post that, um, what's his name? George Jetson or whatever is uh, being uh, conceived this weekend or something? No. What? Or what's his name? The, Based the on dad? his age? George Jetson, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Um, I guess on, if you Google search his birth <gasps> date, that is, his birth date was in 2021. What and it was like in fuck, December. Dude. So. so literally, we better have fucking flying cars by the next like 30 years because I think he's like a 30 year old. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, sperm cups are a thing. George Jensen is being burned. I can't talk. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's my fucking mouth bussy. Like, it still hurts. It's being burned. This whole time we're talking, there's just blood gushing around my mouth. Do keep all that in. <laughs> well, I do want to mention, since you just mentioned a partying and, and Meow Wolf, I, I actually went to uh, Las Vegas for Thanksgiving. 
and um, I had a good time. I, I had no choice about it. I bought like a package deal, so I have, I like had to go those dates, or else I would lose. Right, it. I had the same deal, and I went about a few weeks ago, three four weeks ago. So, so you both did the same deal, just at different times. Oh yeah. But yeah, let's hear about your experiences out there because I'm excited to hear what you've been up to. Before you get into it, Gilgamesh, I'd like to ask you, did you think about getting an escort at all or was it not even cross your mind? Well, actually, that it's a, it's a good question because there's some unfortunate events that happen to where that could never have been a possibility for me. COVID? No, not necessarily. It, so <laughs> poor planning, more like... so. With my job, if it's like the last day of the month, they'll pay you like the Friday before. So like if Monday is the last day of the month, you'll get paid on Friday. And I was counting on that shit. I landed in Vegas on a Thursday super late. And on Friday, I was expecting to have some money in the bank. And um, and uh, sorry, got distracted. And so, so on Friday, I was supposed to have some money in the bank, but that shit didn't drop. And I was like, fuck, I look at the calendar and it turns out the last day of November was actually uh, today, Tuesday. And so I didn't get paid until Monday, which was oh. the day after I was done in Vegas. And so I only had a little bit of money when I landed in Vegas and I was fucked. Like I would, I would probably just have enough money to get back to the airport, basically. So I would have to stay in my hotel and not eat or drink anything the whole time. So for a small moment... For a small moment in time, you were reminded of what it feels like to be a broke bitch. Exactly. And if you're wondering why I'm broke as fuck right now, I've just been buying like furniture and shit for my house. So um, I've been spending, putting all my money into my new house basically and, and have not been good about saving it like I probably should. So I went on this little vacation because everything was supposed to be paid for. I get to the hotel desk and they're charging like another $150 for resort fees. <laughs> I'm sorry that I didn't warn you for that. Resort fees are bullshit, dude. Dude, I paid for my travel package already, and I get there, and there's another $150 to pay. I, I apologize, because that did happen to me, too, and I didn't warn you about it, so I'm sorry. It's all good. It, thank God my brothers are dope as fuck, and I hit them up. I hit up both of them, and, you know, Ryan, like a reasonable person, is asleep at midnight, 1 a.m. So I hit up my other brother, Matthew, and it turns out he had just gone gone to bed. And he saw his phone light up. He had it on do not disturb, but he saw it light up Tight. and he saw that I had had, he had a missed call for me and he called me back and I was like, dude, I am so fucked. I, I don't, I won't have money the whole time I'm in Vegas. I can't even get into my hotel room right now because I'm short of the money I need to pay the resort fees. And I'm going to have to be on the streets of Vegas until Sunday when I can fly home. <laughs> and he was like, I got you fam. He sent me some cash the next day, you know, Ryan, Ryan Lyon hit me up and he, he sent me some dollars Hell my mom yeah. heard what was going on. She sent me a little bit of money and I paid them all back, you know, on Monday. But thankfully, I was able to enjoy myself in Vegas despite the crisis. <clears throat> so does it seem like it's back to normal? No, no way. Because I went last year and that was when deep pandemic lockdown was still going on. There was nobody. Right. So that was super dead. How was your experience this time? Was it pretty busy compared or what? No, this time it was probably double busy from the deep lockdown when we went last year. But it was still, I can tell this ain't really Vegas because you could still get in everywhere. It was not that busy. I'll tell you this. Um, it was probably because it was Thanksgiving when you went. Though, yeah, as well. that's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Because when I, when I went, it was popping. It was popping, popping. I'm kind of glad it wasn't popping because I liked it. I was able to get around, do it, everything I wanted, really. So uh, I would like to know what is like the top three most exciting things that you did while you were there? 
Well, I, I did. Um, this is a new development. I started my own YouTube channel over the last couple months since we oh, started. Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have not mentioned that. Plug that shit real quick. Yeah. Adventure Senna. It's Adventure Senna on YouTube and S-E-N-A Senna. And um, I do like travel slash somewhat comedy-ish videos about um, locations and things to do in different areas just for fun. And uh, anyway, so so one of the funnest things I did was obviously just record video for my YouTube channel. And, and so I got the whole strip during the daytime and I did a bunch of different hotels. I went to Momofuku with, by uh, David Chang, one of my favorite chefs, who's one of Anthony Bourdain's best friends. He's also the best restaurant we went to whenever we went last time too. Huh? Yeah. And I will say it was the best place that I ate while I was in town in Vegas this time too. It was incredible. So both um, times you went, it was just fire. Yeah, the first time we went all out, I think we had like a thousand dollar ticket. God me and Matt, damn. Yeah, me and my brother Matt paid for the ticket. We just split that shit. I was like, fuck, man, this is too yeah. much. Are you down to split it? He's like, yes. So, there's like seven <laughs> people there eating though, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of us. So I, it's like a hundred dollars a person plus drinks, you know? That was fun and absolutely worth it because the experience was so like perfect. There's like huge wall of graffiti that David Chang himself painted and the bar is so cool that the restaurant's beautiful and it's set in this stunning hotel where there's a chandelier that's three stories tall just outside. It's incredible. So this guy was actual actually friends with Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, David Chang was one of Anthony Bourdain's best friends in the chef world. And oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got a lot of Anthony Bourdain's vibes, actually, I would say. And you recorded like a bunch of material over there for your YouTube channel? Yeah, I just basically got a meal there. I recorded the bar and, and got the uh, the restaurant interior on video. They were okay with me recording, so it was great. And uh, I, there's no wait, by the way, at Momofuku. If you're single, oh, yeah. you just go sit at the bar. No wait. I was wearing a hoodie and jeans, and they didn't give a fuck. They treated me like this fancy-ass couple sitting at the, at the bar in the corner, you know? Like, I got treated as good as anyone else, even though I was kind of, like, roughing it. Yeah. Well, it's usually those rough-looking individuals who are the most baller out of all of them. Unfortunately for them, I was not balling, but I still gave them a, as chunky a tip as I could handle at the time. <laughs> I got to say, I admire the fact that you're able to do all that, just kind of go and do your thing by yourself. I've always been a fan of just even going to theaters by myself or just going out to eat. I don't see any big deal with it. I know for a lot of people, it's kind of socially awkward or whatever, but I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a fan of going to really nice places. And yeah, is it better to have somebody there with you to share the experience with? I, I would say there's no way you can deny. It. Yeah, it's better. But I can still go out and just enjoy that experience. And especially when it's a place like Momofuku, where you can sit at the bar and interact with the staff and shoot mm -hmm. the shit, talk to them. They were hyped about the fact that I was going to Meow Wolf later and they were like talking to me about shit to do in the area. They were like 20 to 40 year old dudes. So they were in our age range. I know it's kind of different, but uh, EDC, for example, um, one time me and my girl just went, just me and her. And before that, we went with a group of like seven people. And when it was just us, it was almost a better time in the sense to where you're not having to accommodate everyone. Yes. We're going at yeah, our own pace. Exactly. We're going to the stages that other people would have been like. I don't want to listen to this gay ass house music. I want to go to the trap stage. Yeah. We were just doing everything we wanted to at our own pace. So I can see the appeal in that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a fan of small attack groups like that for fun yeah. stuff. So, so uh, what, go ahead, Ronnie. What was the weirdest or like strangest thing that you experienced there? Yes. You know, I, I 
sad to say this particular trip was really it seemed tame on the lunatics and shit like there's one guy who was like uh in his underwear and kept like banging the uh fucking bus bus stop metal he was like slamming it like a fucking angry angry fucking chimp or something <laughs> like he wasn't even playing a song or doing anything cool he was just losing his shit you know he, he would just like he looked very frustrated and kept like going back to the bus stop and grill a pound in that shit like donkey kong <laughs> Um, there was another guy actually at Fremont Experience who was like slowly humping the f- concrete, <laughs> real slow, but like deep fucking the concrete. It was this um, black dude. That was his switched to the other street yeah. corner, and this fat that he, he switched to multiple street corners and just kept fucking the concrete on different street corners. My mind's telling me no. But my body. Did he have a tip bucket? <laughs> this late, this old lady was like. It must be rub raw by now. He's been doing it all day. <laughs> you must be off that fentanyl. Nah, um, I feel like if you're going to lose your shit, Vegas is a great place to lose your shit. Right. Totally. Now, I just want to wrap up with the last cool part about the uh, the uh, Vegas trip. Well, I stayed at the Strat, which was dope. You know, you can go up to the top of the tower and all that shit. And um, I, I enjoyed the, like, rooftop pool at the Strat. That place is dope, honestly. Yeah, sounds nice. The location sucks, Paul, so I wouldn't recommend staying there yeah, if you're going to Vegas. Yeah, it's way off course. That's why I didn't. That's why I chose the Excalibur. It's 30 but minutes from everything good, which sucks. <laughs> the Excalibur was ideally located, but also like kind of run down a little bit. The room it's was kind of junky. Shit. There was like no the fridge. Yeah, exactly like the Luxor. Same vibe. They're just so old. They've been around for so long. So, but um, my favorite part of Vegas was hands down the Fremont Street experience. And I can say it's because it's like four blocks long and it has everything that the strip has, but it's much easier to get into places and do mm-hmm. stuff. That was one thing I was disappointed about for our first trip to Vegas was that um, we kind of rushed through the Fremont experience. I felt like we didn't really get to take it all in as well as we could have. And it's unfortunate because there's good little pockets of cool yeah. shit everywhere. Right. So like in this previous time I went by myself, um, I didn't go at all to the Fremont. You should have too. I I felt like I wish I had done two days there and one day at the strip. Switch that shit. One of my days I spent like literally walking through the fucking desert to go get some weed. (laughs) Like I I saw that you guys were on what? Some kind of spiritual hike. Oh yeah. Well, there's that. Like that was the best day of my, my time in Vegas was um, my buddy, uh, Joseph. Uh, he's my, one of my best friends, uh, him and his wife basically treated me to an, a badass day of adventure and exploration. Uh, we went on a hike to Mount Charles out there and it was like, we went all the way out to the, these caves near the peak of it. And, um, I smoked a little bit of bud and my buddy Jojo had this like beat maker and he was making fun beats on it. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Um, it was awesome time. It's so cool to have like those good friends that like, no matter how long it's been, you just like naturally like kick back up where you left off type thing. Yeah, you know? just like, the same thing as what it was like before. It's like you never skipped a beat. Yeah, and, and his wife, shout out to Christy. She's fucking dope as fuck too. She she's a vibe. It was just like she was right there with the homies. So it was a good time. Now Gilgamesh, I know that you were mentioning something about a legendary rotating bar. You want to go ahead and tell us about that? Yeah, the best part about Fremont was hands. Well, for me, it's a toss up. There's two bars that I checked out while I was on the Fremont experience that I actually went and sat down and like uh, had a few drinks and a bite. Um, The first one was called Whiskey Liquor Up, which is spelled L-I-C-K-E-R instead of like booze. Hey, liquor so, up. And this place is kind of, yeah. And it's kind of like a somewhat of a Hooters-ish <laughs> vibe because all the girls wear like fishnet stockings, all the servers. 
so this place has an upstairs bar that's like in a big dome it almost looks like a ufo ship sticking out of the side of the bar on the top floor it's on the second floor and um you can see like a bunch of just chairs up there and shit so i was like oh cool they have a bar up there i didn't even know the thing rotated and i go up there and i was like i was hoping to get a seat at the bar by the window she's like open seating go ahead I go over there. There's like nobody at the rotating bar. I was like, I figure I'll sit next to the window because I want to like see everything. And I was just sitting down. I ordered a beer. They brought me my food and stuff. And before I even knew what was going on, I'm like a quarter of the way across the room away from the window. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this is moving. I didn't even know the fucking bar was moving because it moves really fucking yeah. slow. Um, so it's not don't walk in there expecting to see it moving because you really can't. You can almost not see it moving, how slow it's going. You, like, have to sit at the bar, chill, yeah. have a few drinks. To it, well, it's, it's similar it. to the bar on the top of the stratosphere, too, right? That one rotates. I don't know. I've never been to that one. That Does that huge. rotate? We went together. It was the first time we went. Me, you. Yeah, but I don't think we, like, went in. I don't think we, like, no, sat we down. did. We did. We had drinks up there. But not on the rotating part. We sat above it, I thought. Um, you might be right about that. Because we but were looking down on all the cool rich people. I think it still felt like we were rotating just because they were rotating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they were rotating below us and we were on a stationary platform looking at them. I yeah. had no idea that fucking thing rotated. Yeah. It's crazy. I've been to the Vegas so many times and there's still so many things that I have yet to experience. Do Honestly. You have a- Sorry, I, was, I just want to wrap up so I can stop talking about it. The Evil Pie. Evil Pie is this Evil Knievel themed metal bar. It's like two blocks away from the main part of the Fremont experience. And it's in like the neighborhood area. And Evil Pie is so fucking sick, dude. There's like all these like death metal band stickers and shit everywhere. It's plastered wall to wall. And they play these like 70s psychedelic clips from like action and sci-fi movies you'll see like william shatner and body slam an alien and then you'll see (laughs) Smokey and the bandit ramp a fucking car and a cop will like fall into the river it's all these different clips john wayne gunning down some redskins yeah and it just switch. yeah you'll see like vietnam helicopters mowing down people in rice paddies and shit and they keep switching trippy shit and it's just blasting rock music old school rock like you know 60s 70s shit so um, and they serve some of the best fucking pizza that I've had anywhere. It's like fire ass New York style pizza. Mm. And that place blew my mind. Is this off Fremont too? Yeah, this is, this is at the Fremont experience, but it's like two blocks past the end of the main part. So you got to like walk out of the main covered area. That's fire, dude. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was probably a highlight of the trip, honestly. So I had a few great fucking restaurants, just explored the place. You didn't do any comedy shows? No, I didn't end up doing any real shows or anything. I mostly got video for my channel and explored. That's cool. So we'll be seeing that soon on Adventure Senna, the YouTube channel. Real quick before we get off the Vegas topic, I got to ask you, and I want you to be real with me, because me and Ryan Dog got into a heated debate about this. What do you think is better and why between the Meow Wolf in Las Vegas and the Meow Wolf in Santa Fe? I can't believe I didn't even talk about Meow Wolf Vegas. <laughs> get into it, doggy. Yeah, I have to say, Meow Wolf Vegas blows Santa Fe out of the fucking water as far as complexity. Easy. Easy. Yeah, it it is crazy. Now, I don't know. The variety at Meow Wolf Santa Fe is better. Okay, I'll take it. If you go to Meow Wolf um, Las Vegas, it's all kind of themed about like a supermarket and shit, but there's a lot of, I don't know. I I feel like it's trippy shit everywhere, right? Like, but I just feel like it's more variety at Santa Fe, whereas there's a little more theming. At the, uh, it's like a big corporation warehouse. Yeah. 
I just know that I recently went to both of them. Like as soon as I got back from the Meow Wolf Vegas, I went to Meow Wolf Santa Fe for the Whittler. True. So I got to like experience them back to back and compared like, man, the one in Vegas really fucking blew me away. Jordy rules, man. Because it's not just the trippy fun area, which is what Santa Fe is, but it's also this whole other cool fucking like shopping mall with like a bunch of cool shit, like a, a two story arcade bar, all kinds of VR shit. There's an axe throwing area where you can really fucking throw axes. You could actually just go to Area 51 and spend the entire day there. Yeah, there's a distillery. A distillery. You you went on that tour, didn't you, Ryan? Yeah, um, Christy works there as um, one of the tour guides, and um, she got us for a good deal, and they covered that That's for me, That's JoJo's too. wife, Christy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they basically yeah hooked me up with everything. Cool thing about that distillery, just a fun fact, they recently found this new technology where they can age their alcohol rapidly, like, what would take normally like 20 years for like a bottle of rum, they do it within like three weeks. Hey, that's pretty good. Are we talking a hyperbolic time chamber for fucking booze? Black magic. They use artificial sun rays to fucking age this shit rapidly. They some, oxidize? They oxidize it. They do this crazy process and um, they're they're award-winning whiskey and rum. Like they have like, uh, we got to try like three different rums, like a fucking, uh, yeah, multiple spirits that were very tasty very impressive like you'd be very shocked i yeah. wish i had gone in there but i was <clears throat> i was out of time basically no but it kind of blew me away just like the science behind all of it very fun experience and i highly <laughs> recommend that as well so i gotta do the tour next time definitely my vegas experience was pretty fucking crazy too um got to go see ron white that was a very epic experience um to see a fucking legend in the comedy scene so that's so badass because he stated recently on the Joe Rogan podcast that he's only going to do stand up for one more year. So you caught him just in time. Ryan was there. Actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing is he stated that at that show that night, too. He said, I'm only going to be doing this for a year. And it was only supposed to go for an hour. And he did an extra 30 minutes. Hell yes. Where, where he uh, did this. He said, I don't normally do this for any any of my shows. I don't like to pander to this old stuff. But who wants to hear my old material? And um, he did his tater salad joke, his famous, uh, like, all his old blue-collar He literally didn't stuff. have to do any of that. He could have cut it at an hour. He was doing that for you all, like, because he loves you. He told us the entire story of how he got his name tater salad and, like, how he talked shit to the cop. Like, man, it was so fucking excellent. And I also bought a $30 Crown and Coke at that show. <laughs> Whoa. That's fuck. how you know you're in Vegas when the alcohol is that It was fucking- a drink that was, like, this tall, like, fucking boom. Okay, well, that's kind of better, but not It had really. me, like, almost falling asleep towards the end of his set, unfortunately. But. Well, me and you fell asleep at Joe Rogan in Portland, so I'm careful about that now. Was he that boring, dude? No, no, I have been known to get faded as fuck at comedy shows. and to It's more up. like we get way too fucked up before comedy shows. I feel that. Well, speaking of comedy, I do want to mention the Dave Chappelle controversy, because it's actually fairly recent at this point. I don't know if I've heard that. Uh, is it the same like LGBTQ community bullshit that's been going on for since like four specifically ago? trans trans specifically? Yeah, but it's because it's because Dave Chappelle was making a lot of very harsh trans jokes about how you cannot tell me that you're a woman if you got a cock and balls. Basically, <laughs> he said he said basically you're you're born from a vagina. That's what a woman is. And he, he basically stood his ground on a lot of points that I feel like. He was trying to make a point more than he was trying to be funny. And it did hurt the special as far as it wasn't the fun. It, I didn't think it was that funny in parts. I agree. I still laugh my ass off most of the time because it's fucking Dave Chappelle and he's a master and he he knows how to frame stuff well enough to make it funny. But 
Um, I didn't think parts of it were funny. It feels like he was just trying to make a point and really trying to rub salt in the wounds of um, overall. I think it's pretty clear. He doesn't fucking hate trans or gay people. He's just trying to point out that people are more fucked up about it when you make fun of trans people than when you talk about black people getting murdered by cops. Yes, that's his point. He's saying you'll get canceled for saying the F slur, but you won't get canceled for shooting a black man. <laughs> you know. I feel like a lot of that stuff is subjective and it's like if you allow yourself to be canceled you will be like um i don't know if y'all are familiar with the kill tony show like uh tony uh, hinchcliffe uh he almost was canceled like a few months ago i don't know if you know what happened with all that i heard some stuff but i don't know tell us so there was this asian comedian who he was like working with like there was like he was like letting him open for shows and stuff and um on one of the shows that they did tony made some fucking asian jokes about him like about his eyes oh. and like he got offensive and said some ridiculous and this is during the anti-chinese covid times right during um asian appreciation month or whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so, so i guess that's during may because he always brings it up and he's always like i'll never fucking forget that shit and then, <laughs> no but so apparently uh that comedian uh i forget his name he recorded this bit that tony was doing and then edited it later after the show to make it sound bad then he released it on his twitter and then all kinds of people like try to cancel tony really hardcore i'm sure that guy got canceled in the comedy world instead though right because they don't like that first tony was like he got dropped by his label and he got dropped by the comedy club that he was basically got canceled he got canceled so within a couple weeks um he was laying low for a little bit, but then he was like, fuck this shit. And so he found another club and then he got signed on to a bigger fucking agent. So everything basically went way better for him somehow. And um, he came back to the scene and he found this one dude who he's giving this huge chance on his live podcast, uh, The Kill Tony Show. And it's this Asian dude. Uh, I forget his name too, but that dude's fucking hilarious. And that basically proved to me that like being canceled is like something that if you have a big enough fan base, they're not going to let you be canceled. Yeah, you you can't get canceled if your fan base isn't going to cancel you. Now you can be canceled if you work at SNS. Yes, you could easily get canceled then. The deli market or the fucking... The deli department decided to cancel you. Or as a Pepsi merchandiser. Yeah, you can. Shout out to Doxy for getting me a job. <laughs> Do you ever worry you'll blow up as the Pepsi man, Paradox? If I get caught up for some shit in regards to Pepsi, that means I went viral, so I don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> You're right. It'll be worth it. Huh? You can quit your shit. Yeah, Ryan Dog is officially a member of the PepsiCo family. He's joined the dark side. He is now going to be responsible. <laughs> you know, there's so many developments we haven't mentioned. There's so Ryan much stuff. He's no longer in Portland. We should mention that, too. Oh, yeah. I've been back in New Mexico since uh, June. So that's about six months nearly now. Flew by. Flying by. Um, good news, guys. Also, uh, my bus that I've been uh, working on that I slacked on for a couple months now. Finally did something that had been holding me back. I got the air conditioner unit dropped from the ceiling. That shit was heavy as fuck. So my dad helped me drop it. And now I can finally keep working. So it's about to get moving again. Back in progress. Hell yeah. Since I've been back in June, um, I'm working for Pepsi now. But the first job I got since I had moved back was as a delivery driver for Pizza Hut. And that was really dope. I was uh, making good money. And I really enjoyed the job for the most part. All my coworkers were chill. But... Some bullshit went down. I think it was like a Friday night, and I was out delivering pies like I normally do. <laughs> pies. <And laughs> Slinging them fucking pies, baby. Is that what you guys call it behind the scenes? Seriously? Slinging pies to the good people of Clovis, New Mexico. Um, and it's an average night for you, right? Or is it busy? 
Um, it was busy. It was like right around the start of football season, so we were like having a lot of orders. Slinging multiple pies. Yeah, like five pies to one house, like hard. Oh damn! Damn, damn boy! Party orders, yeah. Yeah. Please tell me, did you did you get better tips for those big boys or not really? Sometimes, and sometimes it was horseshit. So I mean, yeah, you know, it depended <laughs> on the night. I had some excellent nights, but I had some garbage nights too. So I mean, it evened up. So there's this one order in particular came in. It was like for like two hundred and fifty dollars worth of pizza and fucking wings and everything. Is that normal? I mean, a couple times I feel like I had no like weird vibes about it or anything, you know. But so the situation was, I got the order. It, um, and I fucking took it. And as I'm pulling onto the block, I noticed this dude standing to the side of the road. And I like see him, but I think nothing of it because it was just a standard delivery at the time. Mm-hmm. But so shit takes this hour turn pretty quickly. I pull into the driveway of these apartment complex and I call the customer. They answer and they start like asking me questions like, oh, is you here for the order for blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. And the dude who is standing on the street across the way walks up to the car and I roll my window down. He's like, hey, man. He starts asking like the same kind of questions. And I'm like, yeah, this is the order for whoever it was, like Mariah or something. So he's like, all right, follow me to the unit. I got the money in there real quick. And so I follow him to the door. He goes inside. And I get my first like red flag of the situation. I see the lights are all off in the unit. Yeah. And um, the door's open. And he's like, takes a while. Mm. And so I'm like just standing there and like looking around like what's going on. So... I knock on the door and he comes back out like immediately after that. And um, the dude cocks a gun and um, just says, hey, drop the food, pull out everything in your pockets. And honestly, I was like in awe. Like I was like surprised at the fucking situation. I didn't believe it was happening. You thought it was a joke. Like I kind of almost like chuckled to myself because like I was like, really? But then like instantly afterward, I was like, oh shit. So I dropped the pizza. I just like let my hands go and um, pull out my money and my car keys. He takes the money and he's like, I don't need that. He's like, get in your car and get out of here. So I went and run, jumped in my car and took off. So I got robbed at gunpoint and um, it was very sudden and very uh, unexpected. But um, I called the cops on the way back. Honestly, I was considering not calling the cops, but then I was like, I'll like, no, fuck that. That's the streets talking right there. I was also like, if I do not call the cops, then all this money is my responsibility and blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like going through yeah. all this shit in my head. You just ate that pizza and kept the fucking money. You just did it to cover your own ass, not to snitch on him. I ended up by calling the cops and uh, they met me at, back at work and I had to deal with all my management and uh, the police. So I went back to the police station for a couple hours and did report and whatnot. Come to find out like a couple weeks later, he uh, robbed the subway right next to where I was robbed damn the next day and then a month later he robs a girl who i worked with from the same pizza hut that i worked at he hit the same place twice yeah he ordered a similar large order to a, a different house in the same neighborhood this order was, was like 200 dollars worth another, right? another like 200 something dollar order yeah and um this guy felt unstoppable yeah, also the crazy part is he still hasn't been caught what He's still on the run. He's still fucking probably hitting. It's crazy because he doesn't look like the kind of guy who runs very well. Yeah. (laughs) Gilgi brings up an excellent point is um, the craziest thing about the whole thing is uh, the way he was dressed when he robbed me. Full Sonic uniform, Sonic (laughs) drive-in. I thought you were going to say (laughs) G-string. Sonic the Hedgehog. No, (laughs) he was wearing a full Sonic. (laughs) He was wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. No, no. no. Yeah, but he had his his shirt, his apron, his hat on from Sonic driving. And this guy still hasn't been caught. And he still hasn't been caught from our local great police officers. 
It'd be funny if the cops called you in. They're like, yeah, we got some suspects here lined up and you come in and it's just a bunch of weebs dressed in Sonic cosplay. <laughs> Obviously, that one right there is Knuckles, officer. Well, he's actually white officer, so that's not him. <laughs> I thought it was a black dude. It's a black man. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so how long ago did this happen again? It's probably been about a month and a half or two now. But the crazy thing is, it really didn't seem to affect me too much. Like that's what I'm saying. You have no PTSD, no trauma, no nightmares. Seem like you handled it well. Here's the thing: is that's not the first time I've been held at gunpoint either. So So you're used to this. I mean, that 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 wasn't shit. And I'm sure it's not going to be the last time either. Yeah, probably not. Honestly. (laughs) Um, But also, like our mom, another big development. She had a what was it? It was a stroke. Yeah, she had a stroke. A mild stroke. Yeah. So she had a stroke the day after I got robbed. Just one thing after another, man. So honestly, I feel like a lot of my stress and concern went to that instead. And um, Hell yeah, mother bear. Both of those situations, the way my uh, boss kind of reacted to it, he didn't seem to give a fuck. So I, I kind of decided to quit the job because I needed the time to spend my family. So Yeah, they didn't care that you had got robbed at all. They scheduled me to close every single night the next week. Fuck faces. Oh, <laughs> you got robbed? Shut the fuck up and deliver these pies. Get over it, pussy. Yeah, yeah. And like literally he like messaged me. He's like, hey, so you'll be able to work your shift tomorrow still, right? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, like dot dot dot. Know. Fucking pussy. Have you used you getting robbed at gunpoint as a way to get pussy? Uh I have definitely mentioned it to some thoughts that I talked you to. You have street cred now, you understand? Whenever you say it like <laughs> that, whenever I like try to bring it up. Most uh, women just think I'm a pussy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, 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 you want me to feel bad for you, you fucking fan? <laughs> what did you want him to do? John Wick the gun out of this guy's yeah. hand? He's going to blast you. Yeah, like, honestly, like, I'd rather not bring it up because I just feel like a bitch because I'm just a rat because I snitched on him and so you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not a snitch. You, 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 you <laughs> robbed your ass at gunpoint for some fucking pizza. That's bullshit. I should have just went back and pulled out the fucking nine on his ass. I would have been like, I, I got robbed at gunpoint, and the only way I could feel better is if I get some pussy. Don't fuck with me now, son. That guy made Ronnie way more dangerous, dude. He literally made Ryan deadly. Yeah, I know. And actually, like, the only reason I have this gun, like, actively by my bed is because just a few nights ago, someone was screaming their fucking brains out in the alleyway, like, right behind Jesus my fucking Jesus Christ, room. dude, you live in an anime. So... It's a New Mexican nightmare. If need be, I'll blast the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Hey, fuck, dude. <laughs> Ryan had just the had to do it to him stance. <laughs> yeah, had to do it to him. Next time, Ryan going to be the one holding the gun in those circumstances. Clock. No, it seriously is impressive, though, that you're not all fucked up over it. I feel like a lot of people get more fucked up over lesser things. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, I'm sure it affected me to some level. Like, I, maybe it's caused me more anxiety or something. Just been jacking off more. Just been smashing Apex rounds. Dude, I've been jacking off every time I catch a dub. And um, I got to say, that's a lot. <laughs> I fucking, Dude, I'm, I'm fucking winning good. a lot. Yeah, like, finally, I get a bust good. again. <laughs> yes. Uh... Ryan's fentanyl is Apex at this point in his life. Yeah, except yeah. for this, you can overdose on. Or can you? <laughs> Let's try. <laughs> so, yeah, Ronnie got robbed. Ronnie's back in New Mexico. Now I'm at Pepsi. Ronnie works for Pepsi. I moved out of Portland, too, so. Oh, yeah. Gilgamesh is in Washington. So much has changed. 
over such a little time. But I mean, it's all for the better. I mean, Ryan getting robbed was for the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I feel like I mean, it, it made me a better person. It's kind of a cool story to tell now that it's over and you're safe, but it reminds you to live your fucking life, though, huh? No, nah, not really. No, <laughs> so, I, I still just want to play Apex. <laughs> Mozambique, yeah. <laughs> you didn't even you have did a it, fucking though. life-changing <laughs> moment. <laughs> Honestly, like when you were about to get shot, you were thinking, "Damn, I'm not going to be able to play Apex anymore." <laughs> no, no. Not even thinking of Granita. <laughs> Honestly, what I was thinking is, I'm probably going to become disabled from this, which means <gasps> I can play Apex all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you got bamboozled. You don't even have to wipe your own ass. I almost has to shoot me right at the bottom of the spinal cord. <laughs> like, dude, I'll let you shoot me, and you can keep this pizza. I won't snitch. You'll become the new Bartholomew. Trust me, you'll be my hero. You were like excited when he whipped that motherfucker out. Got a boner immediately. <laughs> Bartholomew 2.0. Bartholomew 2.0. Uh, Gonzo, do you have any other topics, my friend? I think that's a wrap on the first episode. Welcome back. Got to give a shout out to Cousin KK, who has supported us since day one. So many emails. Such so many good, emails. Yeah, we shout out to Damien Bass as well. The other homie. Damien, shout out to my boy, Edmund Judge. Shout out to the homie in uh, Germany or whatever. Oh, yeah. Our, yeah, our German homie. Yeah, yeah. that motherfucker's probably long dead, dude. <laughs> he never got to the <laughs> you conclusion. You just assume he was a 98-year-old? 98-year-old, dude. I mean, ex-Nazi guard. Especially with COVID dropping, he's a goner. <laughs> And then finally, I'd like to give a really large shout out to one of my best friends, Devin the Human, who rightfully grilled me this last weekend for Venom bullshitting the podcast. It's easy to give up on something like this when you're constantly editing, constantly getting together, dealing with technical difficulties to make something that you feel like not many people are listening or care about. When in reality, we do have a select few diehard fans who love it and who keep them going. And that alone is enough to keep my butter churning. Share that shit, pussies. Share that shit, pussies. We're going to keep it going. Ronnie? I got a shout out to a couple of guys, too. Again, to Evan from uh, Neat Hat Co. And also to the homie Rio. Follow him on uh, Instagram, Realistic. Um, what is it? Realistic Images? Realistic Manifestations. I don't know. Manifestations. Like yeah, but anyways, um, he is a really dope homie who's killing it with the art scene. He's crushing it on his not only paintings, but um, NFTs. And also now wood carving and wood burning with laser. Both of those artists I'm going to be dropping some uh, collabs with very soon. So uh, follow them and keep an eye out for some dope shit, you know. Also, just quick shout out to the Cruces homies, Johnny G, Wody, uh, Widow, all the crew. Appreciate y'all also uh, supporting and y'all entrepreneurs out there making that shit dope. All the homies out there killing it. So yeah, yeah, all the homies. There's too many people to too many to list if we point. forgot you. Don't get salt in your pussy. Don't get salt in your pussy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We will get back into a groove. We promise you that we're a little rusty. On that note, thank you for tuning in once again to Planet Paradox, and we will catch you on the flip side. Bueno.